Three Times Lucky by Sheila Chernage. Chapter 28. Didn't see it coming. We waited out the rest of the storm at Mr. Jesse's. Miss Lana and I settled in on Mr. Jesse's hideous plaid sofa. I couldn't sit close enough, couldn't touch her hand enough, couldn't hear the sound of her voice enough. She told us how Slate had kidnapped her, how she and the colonel had worked together to loosen the colonel's bond so he could escape. When you didn't come back for me, I knew something was wrong, she told the colonel, and when Slate tried to move me, I knew my situation was dire. I attacked. You almost killed me, Slate whined. Maybe next time, Dale muttered. He smiled at Miss Lana. Mo and I mostly captured Slate for you, Miss Lana, he said. Such lovely children, she said, rumpling his hair. You'll get some type of badge for this, I imagine. Probably, he said, blushing. She turned to the colonel. Once I escaped, I made my way to Priscilla's. I assumed Star would be there. Lavender had just called. Lavender? My heart scrabbled around my ribcage like a wild kitten. Yes, sugar, she said. He heard you tell Rose I was in trouble before the phone line went dead. He was finally able to get through to Priscilla and Star. I showed up at their door, windblown and bedraggled. Star and I drove to Rose's as soon as we could, only to learn you'd gone to Jesse's on the back road. While we talked, Joe Star cuffed Slate and peered beneath the house. Well, well, what have we here? He tugged a metal box up into the room. The loot from Slate's bank robbery, I said, and the source of Mr. Jesse's Saturday night church donations. Why do you say that? The colonel demanded. Because the serial numbers from Mr. Jesse's donations match the cash from the bank robbery, I said, enjoying the shock on Star's face. That's the information Desperado Detectives has, anyway. I feel like it will check out. It does check out, Star said. But how did you know? Sorry, I said. We always protect our sources. The colonel frowned. But why is there money under Jesse's house? Because, I said, settling against Miss Lana's arm, Mr. Jesse brought it here after Slate and Dolph Andrews stole it from the bank in Winston-Salem. Mr. Jesse was in on their heist, too. Right, Slate? Star watched Slate carefully. Actually, Star said, I'm not sure Jesse was in on the heist, but his cousin was. His dead one? Dale asked. That's right. Jesse Tatum's cousin was a guard at the bank. He got shot in the holdup and died a week later. Jesse Tatum at his side. Slate stood trial for his murder, but a slick-talking attorney got him off. Star dusted his hands off and glanced at the colonel. Sound familiar? The colonel didn't blink. Why would it? He asked. I jumped in before Star could reply. So Mr. Jesse's cousin was in on your holdup, I said, studying Slate. He told Mr. Jesse where to find the loot. Then, when Mr. Jesse wouldn't share, you killed him. That was mean, Dale said, heading for the kitchen. And stupid, I added. Star's gaze moved from the colonel to Slate. Or maybe you killed Jesse just so he wouldn't turn you in, Star said. What about it, Slate? Slate scowled. You're all crazy, he said. I didn't kill anybody. Come on, Slate, I said. You might as well tell us before your girlfriend does. Slate glared at me, his pudgy face blank. What girlfriend? Deputy Marla? I said, the one that's going to turn state's evidence on you to keep her own cold-blooded self off death row? Slate winced. Never heard of her? Balderdash, Miss Lana said. I saw you with her at, Lucky, at Lucy Blaylock's, and I heard her explaining our three-day rule before you made me call home, the colonel said. He glanced at me. I'm sorry I called you Moses, soldier. I was trying to warn you. Missed it, sir, I told him. But Dale and me didn't miss hearing Slate and Marla talking together on our porch just before the storm. I glared at Slate. You're lying. You and Deputy Marla are in this together. Star scratched his head. You and Marla Everett? He said, sitting on Mr. Jesse's piano bench. He wore the same look Miss Lana wears when she's working a jigsaw puzzle. I have to admit, she had me fooled. 
Didn't you wonder why Slate was always one step ahead of you? I asked. Who set up roadblocks that didn't work? Who couldn't trace Slate's call? Who searched the Blaylock place? Deputy Marla. She's been Slate's inside man all along. Dale filed in from the kitchen with a bag of cheese puffs. Puffs. He tipped the bag toward Miss Lana, who shook her head. Only Dale would eat a dead man's snacks. Priscilla warned me about Marla, Star muttered. She didn't trust her, especially when it came to you kids. He stood Slate up and walked him to Mr. Jesse's old piano. You and Marla Everett, he said again, angrier, anger twisting his voice tight as a piano wire. I must be getting old. I never saw that one coming. Poor Joe Starr. You are getting old, I said, but don't feel bad. I'm only 11 and I didn't see it coming either. Did you, Dale? Dale shook his head, orange crumbs glistening on his face. But I did know she was a con detective and I only known her for a few weeks. Starr cuffed Slate to the upright. Colonel, I'd like a word in the kitchen, please, he said, unfolding a news clipping from his pocket. Miss Lana went tense beside me. The colonel looked at us, squared his shoulders, and followed Star, who closed the kitchen door firmly behind them. What's going on, Miss Lana? I asked. Everything will be okay, Mo, she said. She took my hand, but her silence stretched like old elastic about to give. I'd never seen her so pale. The kitchen door flew open. This is an outrage, the colonel shouted, storming into the living room. Sir, Star said, this clipping confirms everything I've told you. No matter what the colonel's done, he's innocent, I said, rising. The colonel grabbed the clipping out of Star's hand. This is rubbish, he said. Me? He glared at the news article and then dropped it like it was stained with blood. I stared at the paper. A photograph of a younger, dark-haired colonel filled the page. He wore an expensive suit, a ponytail, and a close-clipped beard. The colonel backed away like he'd seen the devil himself. God help me, he sobbed, sinking into Mr. Jesse's sofa and hiding his face in his hands. I'm a lawyer.